Hi everybody and welcome to episode 17 of the GA Engine Podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn and thank you for tuning in. So today is going to be a solo episode of the podcast. It's just going to be me chatting shite here. So if you were expecting a good guest, I'm sorry you got stuck with me here. Um, so basically my plan for this podcast is I'd done a similar one a few months back is to kind of go over like a pre-season plan and pre-season training plan and just sort of answer some questions around, you know, what you should be doing in the pre-season, maybe how you should be going about it and some of my recommendations and then just a bit of chat about how my training's going and where my training is at at the minute. Um, so yeah, I tried to get guests on but it is, it's a challenge to be honest. Um, it's just difficult getting in contact with people first of all, you know, you can message people but sometimes people don't um, maybe on Instagram, don't be on different forms of social media so it is hard to get in contact with people um and there's different channels for other people that you have to go through some people have fucking agents and shit like that believe it or not so there's a lot of that to go through um but uh yeah i got stuck this week and didn't get anybody but i am trying my best to get somebody on for the next two weeks but it does give me an opportunity to come on and chat a bit and um maybe answer some more specific questions that a lot of people have um so yeah plan for this episode we'll go over um some just details where i'm at with everything at the minute um current training my diet blah blah, blah and then we'll get into some uh, specifics and some questions put up an instagram q a so we can answer some of them so basically the plan for the podcast going forward is that there will be a podcast every two weeks um and the plan is to get a guest every two weeks uh if that doesn't happen, I'll come on and do one of these kind of podcasts where we'll just chat about specific topics. Um, you know, one topic maybe pre-season, like this one is another, maybe just be in diet. Another one could be in Q&As. We can take that as it comes. But if there's a song that you like where it's just me chatting, it can become a weekly thing and that could be, you know, one week as me, one week as guest. Um, but let me know what you think. You know, if you like it, send me a message on Instagram. I mean, can comment on podcasts, obviously. It's a stupid one, but... Um, Give me some feedback. Let me know if you would like to see one every week. Um, but I know some people don't get the opportunity to listen to them every week, so you kind of end up having a backlog. But anyway, I'm off on a tangent. So that's the plan for the podcast. Um, in terms of other stuff, gym related, the Quinn Strength merch. So anyone that's on the YouTube and Instagram will have seen the Quinn Strength sweatshirts. They did go very well. And they sold like incredibly well for selling them out of the gym. There was ones going to Australia and America and all over Ireland, so it was. It's really cool to be honest. Um, in terms of that merch now, so that stuff is all sold out basically. Um, so I'm designing some new stuff now at the minute with a crowd in Belfast. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, got some mock-ups of designs. It looks pretty cool. Got some t-shirts and hoodies and caps, and then the just the original sweatshirts that we had. So that stuff is all going to be coming out hopefully very soon, provided we get everything rolling on. But I'm excited to get that out and get showing you it, and I hope it. Hope it goes well. Hope you want to spend your hard-earned money on it and look really cool, or just just buy it because you feel sorry for me now, which I don't really care what reason you buy it for. To be honest. Anyway, chat chat. Um, so that's planned. Quinn Strength merch up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully all goes well there. <clears throat> so my own training at the minute. Um, lifting ways training has been going good I'm feeling pretty strong at the minute um, I have been doing usually about four to five gym sessions per week I've been following a triphasic type training so 
I know it's not familiar with triphasic training. It's basically dividing your training program up into um, different blocks of specific um, specific types of movements, I guess. So in every lift, you have three three types with three movements within that lift. You have the eccentric portion of the lift, which, say, in a squat would be you sitting down to the ground. You have the isometric, which would be the pause. So say if you pause at the bottom of a squat, and then the concentric, which would be the up phase, um, so it would be coming up out of the squat or like pushing the bench press off your chest. Um, and basically this program, it divides your training up into those specific segments and you target a specific one of those blocks in each of your block of training. So for example, for two weeks there, I'd done a lot of eccentric training. So everything was like a six second negative and then up fast and no pause. Now I'm coming to a block of work, which is isometric. So we'd be pausing for longer. Um, so I've went through the, or the eccentric sorry, phase of that and that's like I've, I've put a load of them sessions up on Instagram. I've been really enjoying it. Um, feeling feeling strong at the minute. Um, and you know, you don't it's not going crazy heavy in weights so or just smash yourself. Everything's very controlled and explosive and it's one of them types of training that you just um you feel more athletic doing it. Um, so it's good, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it and um so I've been doing two two upper body sessions a week um one is that eccentric type training but now i'll be going to isometric and then one is more of kind of like a pump session so it's more bodybuilding style and then the lower body is one is uh very sort of intense and it is that eccentric stuff and the other is a wee bit more reactive wee bit higher reps um i put all them sessions up on on instagram and youtube but I've been enjoying this type of training. It's something I haven't done before and actually following the program. I always tend to hop about from program to program. So it has been nice. Um, it's been going good. And I've been playing with McGee, which is like Ulster University in Derry. I'm playing Gaelic for them. And I felt good when I've been playing. Like for not doing really any specific Gaelic stuff. I felt like I've been moving well. I've been feeling fast. May not be looking at it, but I've been feeling it. and feeling powerful. So... Um, yeah, it's been going good. It's been going good. Um, in terms of football for McGee, we had one game. Or sorry, we had two games. The first game we won very easy. Second game we got beat very, very massively. Um, so it was a weird kind of experience, but I really enjoyed playing playing with them. Um, I did not think I'd be playing for McGee at the start of the year because I'm at Jordanstown, but we were able to play. And um, it was good crack. It was nice playing a bit of football, and all the lads there were good crack too. So um yeah it wasn't a, an experience anyway to say the least but it was good crack so that all finished up there last week which was a bit shitty i would like to keep it going but you know it is what it is um and then our fun club training we've been doing gym work down at my place and um we're going out into the pitch in the next couple of weeks thankfully we're not playing ulster league um i feel bad for any team that has to play ulster league at the minute if you're not from ulster ulster league is like a pre-season competition where basically you can play any team from any team in Ulster like so you could be a team in Derry going and playing someone in uh, the complete back end of Tyrone or something like that and you could be travelling hours and nobody really wants to play it but you kind of have to play it because you signed up and like half of the boys turn up drunk and half the team don't be there and it's just a handle nobody wants to do it and it's fucking terrible so I'm glad that we don't have to put ourselves through that this year um and that training's been going good. The lads are getting on really well down to gym and everyone's looking forward to playing this year, which is nice. Um I'm really looking forward to it as well. Like 
Um, I'm kind of approaching this year like it's going to be my last year playing football because I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this year in terms of um, you know getting this masters and work. Uh, more than likely I'll still be here, but there's a possibility I may move away. I don't know. Um, but I'm approaching this year like this is my last year, so I'm really putting a lot of effort in my training and really looking forward to getting out in the pitch with the lads this year and there's a good energy so I'm I'm hoping for big things this year. Um alongside the gym work I've been doing if anyone's been looking on Instagram, I've been doing quite a bit of like MMA and boxing training. So I've been going up to Belfast and doing a bit of one on one coaching with some striking, so some punching and kicking basically. Um and starting to do a wee bit of grappling work this week and I've genuinely really been loving that over the past couple of weeks. Um, I think first of all, it's just a fucking good skill that everybody should know how to do. You should know how to defend yourself or know how to defend defend the people around you. And it sounds a bit ridiculous, but you know you don't want to be in a situation and not know how to look after yourself with people around you. So I've been doing that skill wise to learn that skill, which has been really good. I'm really enjoying it and always finding wee things to learn and pick up on. Um, so that's been good and also I've realised that kicking someone is the worst thing you could do to a person or getting kicked would be horrible so if anyone talks shit to me I'm just going to kick them down the leg because um, it would genuinely be the worst thing in the world. Starting to be with a grappling then as well this week which should be fun. I've done wee bits of jiu-jitsu before but I'm hoping to kind of get a wee bit more into it so that's going to be interesting but fitness wise as well it's so fucking demanding it's so tough. Um... So it's a nice wee bit of way. It's a nice way to get a bit of a base of fitness, right now at this point of the year. Um, and I have been obviously playing them games for McGee, and I've been feeling fucking fitness wise. I've been feeling really good. Like I know I've been doing running, but fitness wise, I've been feeling good. So I think that's been playing a big role too. But yeah, I've been enjoying it um a lot over the past wee while. Um, alongside the training, then work is 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 busy at the moment. Um between working with ones in the gym and then working with teams and then doing the masters. Things are busy at the minute, um, which is obviously good, but there's always pressure and a lot of people are trying to keep happy, which is is challenging um, to say the least. So yeah, that's a constant battle and a, a stress at times. It's trying to balance everything out has been, has been challenging to be honest. Um, Diet-wise, uh, over the past couple of weeks, diet has been pretty good. Probably in the last couple of days, I've slacked a wee bit. Um, just falling off routine and probably allowed some excuses in my head. But basically, I was tracking calories and um, staying between 2,000 to two, 2,500 maybe in heavy training days. Um, and a bit, like it doesn't sound like a lot of calories, but I've been feeling good off it. My weight's been was kind of dropping at the rate I wanted to drop. And energy-wise, it felt good. And I was maybe condensing those... 2,000 calories maybe into like two meals, three meals, um, you know, I maybe wasn't my first meal, 11 or 12, but I was getting up a lot earlier, so um, I was having bigger meals, but just less frequently, and yeah, feeling in good shape as well because of that, so I just need to get back on track and the calories, maybe a bit stricter with myself, which has been good. Weight-wise, I'm probably sitting out about 92, 93, so I think come season time, if I was, you know, in a game, carb loaded, if I was sitting at... 91, 92, I'd be pretty happy there. I think it moved pretty well at that. still feels strong enough and powerful, so that's the kind of weight I'm aiming for. Um, so that's a bit about me chatting down. Now you're getting into a bit more pre-season kind of vibes. 
so we'll break this up into kind of like uh, gym stuff and then running and then we'll answer some of the questions that came in the Q&A. Um, so gym wise, up to this point you kind of would have wanted to be doing your like general work. So building a good base of strength, building a good base of muscle if you needed it um, and just getting used to moving again. So we really wanted to be doing that in the off season and maybe working on any specific goals that you had in terms of losing weight or, or gaining weight. Now when you come to pre-season, the focus is on you know the fact that you're going to be out on the pitch and you're you're going to be playing matches very soon. So the key things that you're going to be looking for now at this point of the year is going to be number one, um, prioritizing strength and prioritizing power development because you're getting so close to that game. Um, so your training program is going to have to reflect that. And obviously the other thing that you have to remember is that you're going to be probably out in the pitch maybe one two three times a week as well so it's trying to balance and get a training program in place that is going to suit that um now I, as i say i really like doing that triphasic type training at the minute and i have um, a lot of my clients in doing that and i have the phone video lads um in doing that might not be applicable to everybody but something you can research and think about doing yourself but really simply uh, so with your pre-season strength training it's going to be fairly straightforward. You may be only going to have one to two lower body strength sessions in a week. Um, more than likely, you're probably talking one. If you're going to be out in the pitch, maybe two to three times a week, um, depending on where you're at. But I would say most clubs will be going back out in the pitch now within the next couple of weeks. So you're talking, you're probably going to get one real heavy lower body session. To me, I would do that um, at the start of the week and I would get it done rather than leave it at the end of the week when you're more tired you have more sessions in your belt um, and in that session what i'd be doing is i would be doing a type of like contrast training so i'd be pairing up a strength movement with a power movement so um for example maybe you'll do like a, a back squat paired up with um a squat jump and i would be doing my back squat fairly heavy you know maybe in around three reps something like 80 percent of your one rep max so you're maximizing your strength but then you're doing that contrast of the squat jump along with it um, to help maximize the power as well and really in, in pre-season that's what you want you know another example could be you could do your trap bar deadlift and pair it up with something like a broad jump um, a split squat and like a, a split squat jump so there's loads of different varieties you can do of that so the first session and the first movement i would do one of those contrast movements so i would do back squat paired up with back squat jump or trap bar deadlift broad jump then I would get into maybe some sort of single leg work so say for example you've done the back squat as your first exercise what you might want to do then is you want to maybe work some sort of posterior chain movement because you did originally work your uh, quads in that front movement with the back squat. So I'd maybe go on to doing something like an RDL. Um, RDL maybe paired up with some sort of core movement so that you're hitting some sort of core exercise along with it. Um, and then after that, then maybe doing like a single leg exercise for the uh, quads, for the hips. Um, so maybe something like a split squat. Again, you could pair that up with another core movement and then maybe go back to that kind of hip hinge movement. So maybe like a glute bridge or something like that. And, and that's a really simple way to think about your lower body training is break it up into knee extension movements which you're going to be working essentially the front of the legs so like the quads and then uh hip hinge movements so that's going to be working hamstrings if you can get a good balance of that in your lower body training you're not going to be far off now i would say for a majority of those movements um you're probably going to be talking anywhere from you know five up to eight reps um 
generally for the the bigger strength movements i would very rarely go over five reps um so everything's very heavy maybe at like 80 percent 80 percent plus for three reps maybe more than that there um and then whenever you go and do those movements that more like the rdls the glute bridges you're probably wanting to be maximizing maybe building a wee bit of muscle in certain areas like developing the glutes developing the hamstrings so you might want to be edging more towards like six eight reps um so basically in that session i would have your three or four supersets of um you know could be a strength could be a core movement and the rep range is probably going to be anywhere from three to eight reps um when you're talking those single leg movements towards the end of the session probably going to be more like eight reps um i know that's a very kind of skew with way of going about it but basically i think that is it gives you an idea of like how your lower body sessions look um pre-season so you again your goals is you're getting stronger you're getting stronger on knee extension hip hinge movements and you're getting stronger on single leg movements so like split squats and single leg deadlifts but you're also maximizing your power so doing um you know those squat jumps paired up or even you could add box squat or box jumps in um in a session i put up on instagram there tonight we had paired up trap our deadlift broad jumps and sprints all as one wee circuit um it's like french contrast training basically i would really encourage you to look more into that into your training um so that's what we do pre-season strength wise for lower body upper body i think isn't probably as complicated as lower body lower body obviously is a bit more because we do so much of it on our pitch sessions that you don't want to be um, fatiguing yourself or, or risking yourself for injury upper body wise my first session after my um lower body would look very similar in format to the lower body session and i would do some sort of upper body strength movement for maybe like three to five reps paired up with some sort of upper body power movement so for example what you could do is maybe like a bench press paired up with a um a bench press throw or a med ball throw or you could do say a um an overhead press and you could pair it up with like um overhead throwing a med ball so throwing a med ball up in there um or else like a landmine punch so get the landmine attachment that goes to the bottom of the squat rack and you get in that angled position you throw the bar up bring it back down and catch it so again that kind of contrasted movements i would start off with something like that and then i would break into doing um probably like supersets and tri-sets of, of various kind of movements within upper body so say you would do maybe like say you started off with that bench press and bench throw i would go and do maybe some sort of vertical pressing um so like a, a kneeling shoulder press so you're working a wee bit of core but you're also working the shoulders and then you're going to some sort of pulling movement so maybe like um a chin-up and then into some sort of core movement then maybe go into uh, a horizontal press because you'd already done a vertical press so that would be like a dumbbell bench press then um, you could go into maybe some sort of uh, row variation and then maybe another uh, another core exercise or even what i've been liking to throw in a lot is like farmers carries into that and then again it's maybe after that goal specific what do you want maybe you want to get a bigger set of arms so it's throwing in some curls maybe it's throwing in some um shoulder raises if you only maybe get the shoulders a bit bigger or else maybe there's specific areas you only work on in terms of of rehab maybe you need to get your core a bit stronger maybe you need to get your hips a bit stronger so basically my session would look like do those kind of strength movements and then balance everything else out in the session so think am i getting enough vertical pressing horizontal pressing vertical pulling horizontal pulling so balance your sessions out like that, out like that. 
but I still think getting some sort of power and movement and contrast training them for upper body is important as well. Um, so that's like I think the the format of lower body session one and upper body session one should look very similar in format in terms of reps and sets. Um, again, you know you're probably talking anywhere from three to eight, uh, reps for that. Your second upper body session of the week can probably you could do it the same as that and just differentiate the movements. So say you do like a bench press. Um, contrast at the start so say like a bench press and a bench throw maybe you could swap it out and do an upper body very or sorry an, an overhead pressing variation of that so do like a military press paired up with an overhead throw and just switch up your movements so you could do again a similar format <clears throat> or what you could do and what I've been doing is I do more of an upper body sort of or sorry more of a um, high rep session so I'll maybe do like five sets of five on bench press and then go into like four sets of eight on um like a shoulder press and a, a row variation because I'm still looking to build a bit of muscle upper body wise you know and you could just break that down into specific movements or specific areas that you would like to work on um so that's what I've kind of been doing format wise and it's been working pretty well but that's the way I'd maybe structured is that you have one real good lower body session in the week and remember you're going to be doing two or three uh pitch sessions and then probably a lot of sprint work within that so one session is probably you know enough to keep the strength levels where you want them to stay um and keep the power levels now if you get another session and that would be great but you can understand that you just don't always have the time to do that now if you're doing another session a week you could do it either very similar format to session one or else you could do it maybe a wee bit more um maybe lower in terms of your volume because you've really been doing so much in that week so maybe something like three sets of five trap bar deadlifts three sets of five back squats and three sets of five rdls just something to keep the strength strength taking over but not so much that it's going to be um fatiguing you so maybe keeping the sets or the percentages down at 70 percent of your own rep max for that um and maybe that's one way you could go about it but i think as long as you get that first session in the week and you work in those key target areas you're hitting the, that strength work then you know you're checking a lot of boxes there which is probably more than most people are doing um it's going to go a long way with building strength building power but also injury prevention so that would be my recommendation there so basically you know you can maybe do a lower body session on monday wednesday friday your pitch session could be tuesday thursday sunday something like that um but i would try and get the hardest things done at the start of the week so that come the end of the week you're feeling fresher um rather than leave that heavy heavy lower body session at the end of the week after maybe done three or four pitch sessions and a couple of upper body sessions you just you're just not going to be able to do it effectively as of maybe you kind of take a rest for a couple of days go and do it at the start of the week when you're feeling fresh you're going to have a better session so that's the way i would do it anyway okay um looking then at maybe stuff you could do yourself running speed wise um i think an important thing now at this stage of the year especially is doing some sort of sprint work um for injury prevention there's a lot of research coming out to show the importance of sprinting in terms of injury reduction so like actually sprinting is one of the best means to prevent you from getting injured typically we will get injured when we're sprinting because our bodies aren't used to those high velocities like i think sprinting is a is the highest um is the highest form of uh, fatigue or it's the hardest thing you can basically do in your body 
but we very rarely expose ourselves to that. So whenever we do hit that in the game, we're much more likely to get injured. So basically this idea of sprinting more in your training kind of acts as a vaccine to reduce the likelihood of you getting injured doing that. So I think this time of the year, if you can get out and do maybe, you know, like one to two sprint sessions in a week. So that could be could be you going down to your pit sessions a wee bit earlier and doing like, you know, a 20 meter max velocity sprint. Um, Maybe one or two of them, maybe at the start of the week, maybe at the end of the week. Like you, you only need to do one or two of them, just kind of hit them and leave. Um, Obviously warm up and stuff. But, you know, I think the research would say if you do just a few of them every week, then that's all you need. If you end up doing too many of them, you're going to probably increase the likelihood of you getting injured. So um, if you can, even before your gym session, before your pit session, maybe go down and do like 15 minutes of sprint work where you may be doing, you know, a bit of warming up, maybe some bounds, maybe some skips, and then you get into some 10 meter accelerations and 15 meter accelerations, and then do like a 20 meter as fast as you can. Um, one of them, rest for a couple of minutes, go back and do another one. And that simply is just more for injury reduction as opposed to getting faster. It'll obviously help that, but it's more injury reduction wise. Um, I think running wise, if you're doing stuff yourself, I think you have a couple of options what to go for. I think now, you know, you probably want to be going away from doing any kind of longer, longer continuous runs that you may have been doing in off season. I think just more so because you're going to be now exposing yourself to a lot more harder running with games and, and pitch sessions and you want to be getting your body used to doing that there and I think um, sometimes that lower or that longer slow duration stuff now um, it's maybe just too too much of a jump whenever you're you know running at say six meters per second in a slow jog versus you're doing your intervals and you're doing your game stuff at maybe like eight meters per second you know it's a big difference and your body might not be um might not adapt too well if you're not putting it through that strain and training so options what you could go for um i think tempo running is a really good way of building that fitness that aerobic fitness that we want and it's very simple to do so an example of like an aerobic running fitness session i've put a few up is um you would mark out say 100 meters and what you'd want to be doing is you'd want to be completing that 100 meters at like a 70 percent pace so a good starting point is say you want to complete it in 20 seconds and you want to be crossing 100 meters at 20 seconds on the dot. People will sprint this here and end up doing like 13 second 100 meters. That's not the point because that's going to pitch into a different energy system. We're going to be working the aerobic energy system. So basically you want to be completing that there in um, in like 20 seconds. You do maybe uh, 15 and then week once you're covering 1.5k. Next week you bring it down to completing it in 18 seconds. Next week 16 seconds. So you're increasing that speed each time. Um, and then you're going to be resting for double that. So say if you do it in 20 seconds, you rest for 40. If you do it in 18 seconds, you rest for 36. But it's a really good way of controlling the speed that you're doing these things at. So each week you can make it faster and faster. But it's also a good way of tracking distance. So week one I could do 1K of tempos. Week two I could do 1.5K. Week three you know 2k um and you can keep building it that way and it's really simple to run that doesn't really require any setup um and that's kind of method i like to do whenever i'm doing sessions what i had done last week there was i had done five five 200 meter tempos um and i think i was giving myself like 40 seconds to do the 200 meters and then um rest for double that i done five of them and that's like you know you want to be doing it at like a three quarter pace and then I went 10, uh, 100 meters and done them in, I think I was doing them in like 18 seconds. 
and um, racing them for 36. And it's a tough session, to be honest, because you're running at a higher speed than you would normally do in like a, a kind of jog, which is more applicable to the game. Um, and sometimes we get more enjoyable to do that. But uh, you also get a much more effective kind of workout, or at least it feels like it. But tempo running is a good method to use at this point of the year, and your coaches may use that now. But it's even a really simple one to do down at the pitch yourself. Um, I think I have some YouTube videos up about it, so go and check that out. Another option, which I'm not all that familiar for, uh, with sorry is mass running and um, MAS <clears throat> maximal aerobic speed running um, it's kind of I suppose it's not similar to tempo in the way it's formatted but similar idea it's a way of working the aerobic energy system um, it's based off of you completing certain time trials so it's one of the things like you'd maybe have to do a 1k or 2k run to get your scores and your times for it so it might require a wee bit more setup it might be a wee bit more difficult to run but again there's a lot of coaches that will prefer mass running over tempo running a lot of coaches will prefer tempo running over over mass running um i think either of them can be a good option provided you're able to run it with everyone you can run better now there is other options in that you could do specific work for aerobic energy system like there's there is um work to rest ratios and um intensities that you could follow but you could sit here all day and chat about the best methods to be honest, I would look at one of the two that I just suggested there, tempo or mass running, as a way of building up your your fitness at this point of the year. Um, those two ways, you know, you got to remember that you still want to be building your aerobic energy system because ultimately that's what everything is based off of. So how quickly you recover, it's going to be how quickly you can recover from your sprints. You know, so if you don't have a strong aerobic base, everything else, like even your anaerobic stuff, is going to suffer. So we still want to be building that. Um, and I think tempo running, mass running easy ways to do that there um and you don't have to be a genius or have a whole big setup to to follow them um so i know that maybe as a copy i'm not going into more detail but to be honest we could sit here all day and chat about um work to rest ratios and different theories from different scientists over the years about the best way to do it but i think that's the simplest way agree or disagree you can let me know um so that's how we do running wise and remember as well you're going to be doing probably um a lot of running work with your with your teams this year or in the next couple of weeks so um you do have to be careful of the volume we're doing at this point of the year and you don't want to wreck yourself too early i suppose looking at the template for the week guessing every club's probably out two times in a week so if you're out two times in a week with your club on pitch training i would say like a minimum gym wise you really don't want to be doing anything less than than two gym sessions in a week you know if you can get in three to four gym sessions i think you're doing pretty good there if you struggle to get them with time you know maybe you're you're working away and you're not getting back till late then it's maybe trying to fit it in after your pitch session or before your pitch session you know, maybe a club has a gym do it after that um or else trying to just find a bit of time to do it but i, I think it's very important to do so I think two pet sessions a week with your club or three, whatever it is, um, trying to do three to four gym sessions and then uh, looking at doing one to two of those sprint sessions. Now, a lot of those sessions could be combined together, um, but I think that is a kind of good number to aim for right now in terms of sessions you want to do. So basically remembering that the goal is now targeting and remembering that we're going on the pitch very soon and we're playing games very soon so our focus should be on being prepared as best we can for that and in order to do that we need to be powerful we need to be strong we need to have a good base of fitness
Um, yeah, I know that's a kind of that was a kind of very random rough way of going about it, but um, I'm not going to lie, I um did not really prepare the best in that I should have had this uh I should have had this all prepared and written out, but I kind of had procrastinated a wee bit and um, left myself with not enough time to do it and you know what this is the way it goes but um yeah fuck it is what it is i'm gonna answer some questions here from instagram um these are ones i i asked for specifically pre-season so we'll go through some of them here first one playing gaelic football matches and all weather pitches so yeah i guess that's kind of in terms of injury prevention so obviously there's a big a lot of people don't like playing 3g for the the pain like it's essentially just like playing in concrete the reality is sometimes you just know why lot you can do about it so um i suppose the best thing you can do if you happen to play a lot of games in 3g or train a lot in 3g is number one try and practice as much on it as you can so that your body becomes more used to it and adapts to it you know if you never play in 3g and go and play in 3g it's going to be pretty fucking sore but if you're playing it every week it's not going to be as bad so even if you can get out and maybe do some light jogging on it or um you know have a kick about on it it's all going to sort of help so it's a just trying to do that and i suppose the other thing is trying to warm up as well as you can so having yourself prepared and having yourself ready for that so you're not just going in and going straight into a session maybe doing a bit of foam rolling you're maybe mobilizing you're maybe doing a bit of light warming up and then you're going out on that so your body's in a good position that you can actually go out and and not um put yourself in a vulnerable position because you're you're cold and you're not feeling great so warm up properly and um try and practice as much as you can on one of the pitches okay next question tight hamstring and glutes spelt g-l-u-t-s glutes from pre-season sprints any tips on recovery um same tips i would give to recovery for anything is sleep more um try and get eight hours a night eat good food and hydrate well there's really not much else you can do things like compression boots which i, I have them and massage guns i own them and different things they're all great and they're nice to have but ultimately if you're feeling to hit those three things it doesn't really matter fuck what uh injury prevention thing you have or recovery thing you have in terms of having tight hamstrings and glutes from pre-season sprints it's just going to happen right now at this point of the year your body's not used to it so give it time and hopefully it won't be as bad okay next question <clears throat> being able to develop speed endurance so this is kind of like your repeat sprint ability i was thinking about this i seen this question today and you know we could go into like repeat sprint ability and different things like that and different modes and um, methods of developing that but do you know probably the simplest way of doing it is developing a good strong aerobic base remember we chatted about the aerobic base is like your foundation if your aerobic base is poor your ability to recover between sprints is going to be poor you know um and it makes sense you know if your recovery is based on your aerobic system if i sprint maximally i'm going to be out of breath but if i can recover quicker and get my breath back i'm going to be able to sprint again and sprint maximally so um, it makes sense that if you are fitter that you should be able to recover better in between sprints so that you can sprint again faster so um 
simple put, I would develop your aerobic base a lot better, um, or a lot bigger, sorry, by doing those tempo runs, those mass runs, and then that will enable you to recover quicker in between sprints so that you can keep going more and your sprints can be more um, effective, basically. The GAA and common ACL injuries. Um, I don't know what that question means. Um, yeah, ACL injuries are obviously common. They're common in Gaelic, they're common in uh, football, they're common in a lot of sports. Um, do you know what? It's kind of easy to say the things that are there to prevent ACL injuries, but sometimes there's a lot of things you can't prevent, you know, turning their impact and things like that just can't be prevented. I think that what you can do um, to maximize your to reduce the likelihood of you getting an ACL injury is try and develop strength in the lower body as best as you can and develop it in a lot of different um, planes of movement. So not just being able to squat, but maybe being able to do like Cossack squats, which are like lateral squats, having strong hamstrings, being able to sprint laterally well, um, you know, learning how to turn, learn how to change direction, making sure that one side isn't come, you know, a lot more dominant than the other. I think we things like that can definitely help. Um, Doing other things like uh, landing mechanics, like depth drops, exposing your body to those extremes of like a big depth drop, I think is very important. I think sometimes that we protect ourselves from doing things like this, and then whenever our body experiences it in the game, we don't know what the fuck's going on. So, you know, say dropping off a off a high box and just absorbing the force and getting your body used to that. Or we drill we had with one of the lads that was recovering from ACL was he would jump up in the air and someone would push him in midair. So you're having to land in a kind of unstable position and getting yourself used to it. So you know, I think a lot of times with injury reduction, it's it's trying to get your body used to the worst case scenario situations so that when it happens in the game, your body is used to it and knows how to deal with it. Um, next question, how do you regain energy after a match? Kind of similar to recovery. Get good sleep, eat good food, and stay well hydrated. Um... 5 cams as a way to build fitness versus mass runs or others. I uh, love the page. Thank you. Um, yeah, like you could do 5k runs and it will develop a base of fitness. But, you know, you have to remember that, as we said, at this point of the year, your focus is getting back out in the pitch and the speed that you're running at will not be close to game speed. Um, so you are going to be further away from like match fitness, I suppose, is an easy way of putting it. And also your body won't be used to those high loads and those high sprints and those high sprint distances. So yes, it's not a bad way to build fitness, but if you're looking for a more specific way for the game to build fitness, I would say um, more interval style running or those tempos or mass runs are probably a bit more um, applicable. Next question, use of other sports um, or like soccer or swimming. Um, but mainly basketball to improve skills. Yeah, I think um, I think some sports have the ability to do that. You know, I think basketball, yes, for handling, for movement, maybe even for learning about um, you know, defensive shapes and movement within you know tight areas is definitely good. But you know what? The best way to improve a, a skill is to work on it specifically. So you know, if you only get better at handling a Gaelic ball in a Gaelic match. The best way to do that is through Gaelic training. Yes, basketball may improve it slightly, but you know you have to be specific to the skill. Like basketball players aren't coming and playing Gaelic, um, to improve their handling. Um, and the reason why is because you need to be specific. So, yes, there is some transfer, and yes, there is, 
um, some merit to it. But ultimately, if you want to improve a skill, you have to work in a spe skill specifically. And that comes from doing the skill. And next question. Working in the deficit to lose the winter coat, but also keeping up performance recovery. Yeah, um, I think depending on, on how much of a deficit you're taking, you know, if if you dropped your calories massively, then yeah, that is going to hit your performance and your recovery. What I would probably do is I would look at your your week and, you know, I would I would calculate how many calories you're intending to eat across the week. So, um, let's just say ballpark here that um you're going 2,000 calories a day and that's going to equate to 14,000 calories across the week. So what you may want to do is you want to divide that up across different days. So say you're training the pitch Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those days are maybe going to be more of your higher calorie day. So in them days, maybe you're going to have 2,500 calories as opposed to 2,000 because you're going to need a bit more in them training days. And then the other days of the week, you're going to have, have less or what would equate to 14,000 across the rest of the week. The math isn't good, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But basically, maybe look at your calories and allocate higher calorie days and lower calorie days um, for your training days. And then hopefully that will give you more energy for your game. So that is a possible option you could do. Or else you could just try and um, try and kind of push through the initial stage of being in a deficit. Or else maybe don't be in as big a deficit as what you're currently in and see how that goes through. But uh, to be honest, I think the way of... Um, Allocating higher calorie days and lower calorie days might be a better idea. Next question, drink bans. Um, yeah, to be honest, I think instead of setting drink bans, I think a better idea for management is to create buy-in within the team so that players understand why, why, understand why they shouldn't be drinking like a couple of days before game and, and shouldn't should create a buy-in that players shouldn't want to drink before game because they want to perform well. So I think, you know, sometimes it's like you're not better solving the cause of the issue and the um the reason behind it. You know, if you can solve that, that's surely better. So I think if you can create buy-in and create a want in players that they don't want to do that, then surely that's that's a better option um long term. So I think instead of drink bans, it's try and create a way to have a buy-in with uh with your players so that they don't want to go on drink bans basically. Um, how do you improve muscle imbalances left and right side? Do you know, I think whenever you start training, you'll see it massively. There'll be imbalances from left to right, but I think give it time. Be consistent with your training. Um, do a lot of work for, like, do, say, dumbbell benching as well as barbell benching, just a quick example, um, so that you are going to work on both sides. But more than anything, I think you just need to give it time. Um, next question, motivation and where to find it. You know, I think ultimately motivation has to come from your reasons behind why you want to do anything. So um, if you don't have a good reason why you want to do something, you're probably not going to do it. You're not going to put good effort into it. So I would say um, whatever you're thinking of doing, you need to find a reason why. And if you're not sure of the reason why, you have to keep asking yourself why you're doing it. So um, let's just say weight loss, like say you want to lose weight. And you say why? It goes, oh, well, I want to... Uh, just want to lose weight and like why and he goes so I want to look better and it's like why um because oh, I just I would feel better and it's like why well I don't feel good right now it's like why because oh, I don't have any confidence in why well because somebody said something one time and blah 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 there's always a deeper answer to why so you keep asking yourself the reason why and eventually you'll find the the motivation and the reason sometimes you don't maybe fully understand that um so just keep asking yourself why and that can be a good way to figure out your motivation but you know ultimately all motivation comes from the reason why
Um, preseason tips for under fourteens girls team. F- preseason tips for under fourteens girls team first season has coach. Right, I, I'm nice. I'm being stupid, and that doesn't make sense to me. But what I'm guessing is it's a preseason tips for an under fourteen girls team. This boy is the first time he's been coaching them. Um, I think at under fourteens more than anything, it's get people enjoying the game, get them having fun, and then learn basic skills. Start off with that there, and then you can worry about other things down the line. But I think just most of all, especially with girls, you want to keep them involved, you want to keep them at it. So I'm just trying to make sure they have a good time. Do you want to remain the same size forever? Um, I'm pretty happy where I am right now, but um, yeah, I don't know. Possibly. Diet. Uh, that's not very specific. How black is black? How you, yeah, how black, okay, again, doesn't make sense. And next question, guidance on recognizing the need for an intuitive rest day versus being a lazy bastard. Um, yeah, I think probably a better thing to do is just set days you know, write out your training at the start of the week, say I'm going to train on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, my rest day will be Wednesday and my rest day will be Saturday. You know, write out what days you're going to train and what days you're not and then it stops you from having the argument in your head of, oh, I could take a rest day today. When you know things planned, you're more likely to be like, oh, fuck it, I'll take a day off today. So plan things out, structure it and timetable it. Opinion on going in all guns blazing and does it cause early burnout it depends what you're doing you know that's a very general statement really depends um how can you train match specific drills in your own yeah that is a tough thing to do um and not easy to do i've tried to do it myself and there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't do i think if you can get someone to help you do a lot of these things and that's brilliant but that's not always the case um to be honest i think what you might have to do is just work on specific skills. So that could be, um, you know, maybe a shooting drill, it could be a defending drill, and it could be as simple as you just practice movements or fucking visualizing someone in front of you. But um, I, what I would do is I would think about a particular skill or a particular aspect that you want to improve in your training and just think about one and try and think of what happens in the game. So say it's tackling and maybe what you only work on is your footwork or something like that or your hand position. So um, it's down at the pitch, maybe trying to think of some drill and use your imagination to, to think of the movements that you're doing and practice that. Um, I know that probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but try and think about specific things that you want to work on and go down to the pitch and just practice it, even if it's just running through movements in your head or a thing I used to do, which probably seems stupid, is like, um, I would face the opposite way to the nets and this is when I was working and shooting I'd face the opposite way to the nets and I would throw the ball over my head and then I would turn around and the ball would be bouncing so I'd pretend I'm like running on it as if I was taking a pass I would get it straight away and take the shot instead of just like kind of standing and shooting you know wee things like that where you're just trying to be a bit more imaginative about it and try and make it more um, like a real game I suppose I know that maybe doesn't help you out but um it is a tough thing to do. I think if you can get someone to go down and, and do it with you, you know, it's so much better. So try and find a friend, basically. Um, organization, maybe finding time to cover training, gym, stretching, uh, kicks by yourself and food. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. Um, I think, like I was saying on the other ones, is planning your week out well. You know, I think sometimes whenever you don't plan your week and you don't structure time, time slots for things, you'll struggle. So on sunday write down when you're going to train 
when you're going to stretch, when you're going to um, go down to the pitch, what times you're going to eat. It's, that might sound a bit excessive. It's not. You know, it doesn't take you that long. Just generally plan it out. But I think planning things out to the start of the week is much better. I think what happens is whenever you don't plan it and you just think you'll do it when, here, maybe now, blah, 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 just doesn't happen. Um, so plan things out ahead of time. Prepare mentally for season ahead and individual matches. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think prepare mentally for the season ahead is just, I, I don't think... I don't know, this is just my thinking on it. You know, you don't want to be taking it too seriously and thinking too down the line to the point where you're worrying about it. I think just take it a week at a time. Try and make yourself in as best shape possible every week. And um, as each game comes and each training comes, you prepare for it as it as it happens. But, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about things. I would just take it, take it here and now. Make sure you're in as good a shape as you can be today and tomorrow and um whenever it comes to game time you prepare like you normally prepare but don't overthink these things sometimes overthinking it can be the worst thing in the world right i fucking rambled on for about 50 minutes there i don't know if that podcast is going to be complete shite or if it's going to be good but um it's up now um so i can't say i didn't put one up i have committed myself to doing these things and well if i say i'm going to do something i'm going to do it so um yeah thank you all for listening i hope you enjoyed that one if you did um give me some love for it send me a message pissed up and pissed up put it up in your instagram story and um let me know if you got any information from it so yeah thanks for listening i will see you all in the next one